Behind the Knife, the surgery podcast. Relevant and engaging content designed to help you dominate the day. TK listeners, the weather's getting warmer, the days are getting longer, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for new interns to hit the hospital. Don't worry, though. We've got your back. I'm Nina Clark. And I'm Shanaz Hussain. And this series will give you some practical tips and tricks for dominating your intern year. Shanaz, I thought all interns needed to know in surgery was eat when you can, sleep when you can, and don't f*** with a pancreas. I mean, that's a pretty good starting point, but I think there's probably a few more lessons that we learned during our intern years that we can impart on these fresh interns. How did your first day of intern year go? Do you? It's been so long. I'm just like thinking back to my own. I just changed my email signature today to Nina Clark, PGY5 general surgery resident, which felt very, very old. <laughs> That reminds me, I had changed mine too. PGY5. It's crazy. It's kind of alarming. Um, yeah, my intern, my first day, I was on our hepatobiliary service and I was so lost and disorganized in this really complicated liver tumor clinic that the clinic staff actually gave me a lunch out of pity. And there's a picture floating around somewhere in our program where I look like I'm about to have a mental breakdown with a sandwich and a cookie next to my pager on the desk in clinic. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't have that from the first day of the year, but I remember my intern year, I have a picture of me with my hands full of Coke and chips left over from a lunch talk, like wandering back to the room in our workroom. So we have snacks for later. So like, it's a common theme. <laughs> you eat when you can, right? <laughs> exactly. So hopefully we can give some tips for our listeners so they can avoid maybe some pity sandwiches or stealing snacks later on. Let's start with something to make sure we have every day to the hospital. So obviously this is number one. Remember your name badge. The number of times I've had to borrow a friend's badge that was maybe on night float so I can get into the OR is embarrassingly high. So don't be that intern. Um, you probably want to bring your white coat on the first day. Depending on your program, you may or may not wear it on rounds or to clinic, but it's good to have. And there's likely a place where everyone stores it at your hospital. And then in terms of a pager and phone, there's some places that have the pager on like a hospital issued phone or some places where pagers are completely separate. Either way, get used to logging into your pager every day when you walk in or making sure you have your pager on you and receiving pages in a hospital. These are probably the most important communication tool that you'll have so that other providers and your colleagues can get a hold of you. Totally. And get used to having that pager because that thing is going to own you for the next five to seven years. <laughs> I would say also that I uh, started a note on day one in my phone that had all of the door codes around the hospital. Uh, and there are a million of these. I completely forget them every single time I rotate. And so even now I pull this up in the hospital to find my way around and make sure that I can get into rooms that I need to. So I think that's really was a critical thing for me as an intern. So I remember the intern, I was so surprised when I walked in. Everyone's very particular about the pen that they're using. I like walked in with a normal ballpoint pen and people were just like, rookie mistake there. Um, so like find a pen, keep it closed, hold it dearly. It will get stolen if you're not keeping a close eye on it. And uh, a lot of people use a very fine point, like 0.2 millimeter gel pens in my program because you can squeeze a lot of information on a page with those. Um, but if gel pens aren't your thing, just find a fine pen, uh, find a pen that works for you so you can write really small uh, for all of your patient information. 
For sure. And then our last major thing I would say is comfortable shoes. Obviously, you're going to have your operating room shoes, but even for clinic days when you're wearing dress shoes, you might be standing for the vast majority of that day. And obviously on rounds, you'll be wandering around the hospital and walking around to see your patients a lot. So I think comfortable shoes in general should be in your armamentarium for a given day. In terms of what to wear, um, if you have a locker, it might be helpful to store an extra pair of scrubs there and or an extra pair of clinic clothes just in case because you never know what the day is going to throw at you. So that way, if you have these clothes ready or handy, you can quickly change and then head to clinic or to a case depending on where you were earlier in the day. Nina, is there anything else you carry around in your bag? Yeah, actually, I have a kind of an emergency go bag that I just keep in my backpack at all times. It's got things like a toothbrush and toothpaste, deodorant, some gum, chapstick, that kind of thing. Uh, if I get stuck at the hospital really late, uh, I can use it. If I end up staying overnight on call, I use it there. Um, I also have a little intern resupply bag, basically, that I made during my first year. That's got my extra pens, some suture for practicing during downtime, and that kind of stuff inside of it. Uh, I typically bring my laptop, even though I work nine times out of 10 on the desktops in our workroom, but it's nice to have something portable, too. Yeah, I usually bring my laptop because our workrooms are always, always, with resins at every desktop. So it's nice to be able to have your own working space on a quiet day. I always find snacks in my pockets. I do that on purpose. So candy, cookies, choose whatever. Sugar will get you through the day. Um, just try and be aware if it's something that melts, maybe not to keep that in your pocket. <laughs> Very smart advice. Now we can move into some some tips for really getting yourself through not just your first day, but really your first year and beyond uh, of being an intern and a surgical resident. And I think really the critical point here is developing a really solid organization system. You will very likely be printing the list for your team every morning, um, at least at our program. Our interns definitely do that every day. And I think as you start to develop your own flow for pre-rounding on patients, think about developing a system that goes in the same exact order every single day so that you're looking through things really systematically and making sure that you never miss anything. For me, my order starts with overnight sign out from the night team. I look at overnight notes from nurses or consultants. I look at vitals, ins and outs, labs, imaging, path, and micro. And I write things down in the same exact place every single time on my paper. My eye is really used to the way that I've formatted my list. And so I look at the same point to look at my vitals or my labs or what have you. That way I don't have to memorize any of the numbers, but when I'm presenting and I'm asked specific details, I know exactly where to find them every day. On top of just organizing your system, organize it what you need to do as well. As you're going on rounds, try and write down different notes on different patients on things that need to be done. But obviously, it's really hard to get everything when you're walking between rooms. So when your team is uh, going over the list, uh, make sure you're writing down everything that needs to be done for the patients. Even if it's not a specifically assigned to you, it's good to be, if you have some downtime, especially as an intern, to double check that all of these tasks were done and come up with a system on how you can uh, keep track of things that were done but need follow-up on or they maybe need to check a value later or if you want to check if, if someone else had time to put it in, if it wasn't explicitly your order to put in. I think Nina, you and I both use a checkbox system uh, to do our to-dos. For example, when I do a checkbox, I write a box when I know to order or something needs to be done. I fill it in when I put in the order itself and I cross it out after I followed up on the value. Is that something close to your system too, Nina? 
That is literally exactly what I do. So I have a half-filled checkbox means it's halfway done, and a fully-filled checkbox means I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, one thing I do think is really important is that if I have an order that needs follow-up, like a chest x-ray that I ordered, it's great what I put in the order, but I also want to make sure that I follow up on the result. So I actually add a second checkbox to make sure that I've followed up on the result and can even jot down what that was so that when my seniors asked me what that was, uh, I have it on the fly. That's awesome. And that actually brings up a really key detail, I would say. Write everything down. Even if you look at a test x-ray or lab result on the computer, you might remember that that second. But while you're juggling a full list of patients, it might be really easy to mix up that result between patients. So if you have in your sheet, it's an easy reference. No one's going to ding you for looking at a piece of paper. We're not in medical school anymore. Um, and then the last thing I would say in terms of organizing your to-dos is make sure you're prioritizing on what needs to be done. So notes, I know everyone it needs to know documentation is a necessary evil of our profession, unfortunately, but that's literally the last thing on your list of things to do. No one's going to suffer if their note isn't put in right away. I would say the first things would be look at what needs to be urgently or emergently ordered. Imaging results need to be put in stat. Or if there's specific patient care pages or a patient is ill on the floor that you need to go see, take care of that first. Priority one is patient safety and well-being. So make sure those get done first. Then look at if you have any consults in the morning, take a look at them again. Same thing. See if they're urgent, emergent, if the patient needs to be seen sooner rather than later. Then start working on discharges, put into orders. Orders take time to implement and they're quick to put in. So Try and throw this in as quickly as you can. And the last thing of the day should be notes. Totally agree. And I think, you know, not just seeing consults, but also calling new consults when you're calling for consultant teams to get involved with your patients. Doing that earlier is just kinder to those teams. It gives them more time to in the day to see the patient, staff them, and get back to you with recommendations. And so giving them the most time possible, I think, is really helpful. Definitely. One thing I always ran into as an intern is we would finish rounds at like, 7, 7.15 because we have to go to the OR by 7.30, but sometimes medicine services are doing handoff then and might not be able to take your consults. So just keep that in mind. 100% sooner is better. Be a little mindful of that and figure out what time works for them. You will definitely figure out that surgical residents are the, the earliest risers in the hospital, whether we like it or not. Risers are ones that always stay awake. It was one of the two. <laughs> um, okay, Nina, I think we got the morning cover. What do you think? Agreed. Let's move on to the rest of the day. What happens after 7.15 when everyone else goes to the operating room and you're stuck on the floor as the intern? Exactly, because this is going to be your domain. I think really the hardest part about balancing this as an intern for me was playing whack-a-mole with the new problems that crop up during the day in addition to my huge to-do list that I would develop during rounds. I think as you're working through your to-dos, you really need to keep a flexible mindset and adjust your priorities when something new arises from the pager. Shanaz, how do you organize your PM updates and how things flow throughout the day? I tried a few different things. I think the one that stuck with me was the color coding system. Uh, so in the morning, orders would be one color. And then in the afternoon, I would switch to either another ink if I have one of those multi-ink pens or just another pen completely in a different color uh, to separate those two. Something that helps differentiate between the morning that fits your flow. Totally agree. I think really 
whatever system you end up using, just write it down. Um, we can't emphasize this enough. You really want to be able to succinctly tell your senior resident, I followed up on X, it showed Y. This patient had an episode of X, I did Y. When they drop in on you during the day, and you can really never predict when that might happen. So having everything written down and having it organized so you can tell which stuff is new and which stuff is old from rounds is really critical. Speaking of seniors, Shanaz, should we talk about loading the vote? Absolutely. Load to vote. That is your lifeline. We, even though you might be alone on the day to manage the floor, you are not there to drown. Uh, your seniors will want to hear from you sooner rather than later if there's anything that you have a question on. Um, and they've all been in your shoes. They know how it feels. So if you're feeling uncomfortable about anything, please ask them. They probably also felt uncomfortable in a similar situation. This being said, you might have to go travel to see them. They might be scrubbed in a case, but that's okay. Go into the OR, stand somewhere that they might be able to spot you, but don't kind of go barging into case. Get a feel of the OR, see where they are in a case. If they're chatting, it probably is a safe time for you to interrupt them. If it's a little quiet in an OR, they're probably concentrating on something or it might be a little critical of a moment. So just kind of hang back and get a feel for what, the timing would be right to interrupt unless, of course, it is like a patient emergency or one that could potentially change into emergency, then don't hang around waiting too much in the back. Totally. One thing I didn't realize until I flipped into a senior role was how hard it is to physically see when people enter the room. Uh, you can sometimes hear them, but if they don't say anything, it's really hard to know when somebody's there waiting for you to respond to them. So I think standing at the bottom of the bed usually works and people can see you out of the corner of their eye or the scrub tech will notice and, and highlight the fact that you're there. And then you can ask if it's a good time to ask a question about a patient. And you can even kind of give a sense of urgency at that point. The other thing I think with your seniors in general is ask so many questions, especially in this first week or two of intern year. Everybody knows that this is an incredibly stressful day and a year in general. We are all here to help you. And that Tylenol order that is completely stressing you out today, we know is going to be second nature by the end of the year. So we expect these questions. We all had them when we were juniors. And I think really it is uh, critical for you to just feel comfortable asking. Again, like Shanaz said, this isn't medical school anymore. Nobody's grading you. We really just want to make sure that you can be the best and safest doctor that you can be uh, as soon as possible. That being said, I also think using nurses to your advantage during this week in particular and this this year in particular is so critical. They are super aware that this is the first time that new interns are hitting the hospital and you will totally set yourself up for success if you can respond to pages promptly, ask nurses directly about their concerns or if they have suggestions for what you should do. Uh, and if you're willing to say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to do these next steps and discuss with my senior and get back to you. These are all really great points, Dana. And hopefully this episode and these tips and tricks has allayed some of your fears about first day of intern year. Just as a quick recap, stay organized, write everything down, use your teammates, load the boat, ask all the questions. We're here to help and then get ready for intern year. It's going to be a wild ride, but it's a lot of fun. And you are literally surrounded by people who are here to support you. So we're super excited to be part of that. All right. Good luck. Be sure to check out our website at www.behindthenife.org for more great content. You can also follow us on Twitter at Behind the Knife and Instagram at Behind the Knife Podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a review. Content produced by Behind the Knife is intended for health professionals and is for educational purposes only. We do not diagnose, treat, or offer patient-specific advice. Thank you for listening.
Until next time, dominate the day.